I should have brought my computer. Welcome to... <laughs> How, what was your intro? I don't know. Welcome I don't know if I have to Canquera Chicle. <laughs> you said it very, like, with your mouth full of I gum. S- oh, did I? It sounded like it. Oh, that's great. <laughs> uh, I, I feel like when I hear it, it makes me cringe because I sound like a child. I mean, I and sound I'm... like a child all the time. So. No, you don't. Oh Shall we try again? Yes. Welcome. No, I'm not going to do it. Welcome. Welcome to Quien Quiere Chicle. I'm your tia Stephanie. And I'm your tia Brenda. Welcome back to our show. It is a spooky season and uh, I am super excited. I know Brenda's super excited. So excited. It's like your house is always kind of ready to go though. <laughs> what do you mean? Because you've got a, a, a passion for your culture and your culture has yeah you know you you have like a whole wall of what are they called sugar skulls yeah that's true you have a giant ass (laughs) skull on your that's not on your sink (laughs) like the the windowsill of her sink has this giant three foot tall skull (laughs) it's not that which if you walk out there in the middle of the night it looks like there is a giant peeping through your window it scared me a couple of times when you first got it but i'm adjusted now uh, I'm, I am super excited. First of all, I want to say that we, I, I regret that we weren't able to do an episode for Spanish Heritage Month because yeah. you did a lot. Um, we've just been so busy. Yeah. There, yeah. A lot has happened. And I think over time we'll, we'll kind of unravel all the things that happened over the past month. Cause yeah. it was pretty, it was a roller coaster for sure. And I think that I want to be able to share, you know, what what's going on with me, what's going with, on with you on an episode where we're ready to be a little bit more vulnerable. Yeah. But I want to kind of keep focus on the positives right now. So No, yeah, I agree. Uh, yeah, and I and I'm just excited. Like I'm looking forward to the next month because even though uh over the past month, you know, things didn't quite play out the way I had anticipated to with the plans that I had, still wanting to look forward and yeah. um, the world doesn't stop turning. You know, that's how I'm looking at things. And this is just a perfect time for me to be able to feel this way <laughs> because this is nothing makes me more excited than like the seasons changing from yeah. scorching, fucking hot, roast an egg on the sidewalk to... <laughs> Big cookies in your car. Oh, yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, and going from that to like... I need a jacket to go outside. Not even though. We're not quite <laughs> okay, there. It's where like, I now I can think about buying yeah. a jacket, but I'm not going to buy it yet. I'm going to wait till it's on sale because that's when it starts to get cold the around Friday here sales. in Texas. <laughs> yeah. So we're going to be, we're going to be doing a two-part special. Yes. Yes. Uh, two episodes in October focusing entirely on... Uh, celebrating <laughs> all things spooky, all things cultural, mm-hmm. yeah, in regards to Dia de los Muertos, how uh, Latinos celebrate, you know, the upcoming month because right. November 1st is actually when Dia de right. los Muertos is. And this month is still relevant to that. It's a great way to build up and a great way to share things that I had never even heard about before, but. Um, it did prompt me to look into certain things. So I'm excited. Are you? Are yeah, you... let's get, let's just jump into it. Okay, cool. Uh, so, so you've been involved <laughs> lately with a, um, an outreach community specific for sharing Latino culture to your community, yep. which I think is fucking fantastic. 
I, I don't think I have enough pride in myself as a Latina. Like I speak Spanish. I know, I know my culture well enough. But not enough to I where... I didn't feel like I did either. I feel like you've always been like that, though. You've always been super proud. You've always been very expressive of your culture, unashamed to share, you know, in the style of your artwork, in the style of, you know, how you are able to share knowledge and history and politics and things like that. You just, you follow it a, a lot better than I do. <laughs> Maybe recently, and, I feel like I have. I don't know. I, I feel like, you know, your parents did a really good job at Thanks. influencing that part of you, which is yeah. great. If we're going to give them credit anyway, yeah. it's at least there, you know. And, and I mean, don't get me wrong. No, no, no parents are perfect. I love your parents. They, I think they, you are one of my closest friends because, you know, of the, some of the lessons they've taught you on how to treat yeah. people. And, you know, I, I appreciate that. And I appreciate also, like, the efforts that you've put in. And how much like this, um, it's, what is the group's name again? So there are two of them, Latinos Unidos and Mariposas. Okay. But you're only involved with one now. Um, are you involved Technically, with I'm still both. Okay. I am going to drop out of Mariposas and just do Latinos Unidos exclusively. Okay. Yeah. And we don't have to go into why, but no. I, I think that, I think it's I just, just, you found. I don't mind going into it, like. It's just not my vibe. Um, I don't feel like I vibe with them with as mariposas. well. With mariposas. With yeah. mariposas, yeah. I mean, I I went into it thinking we had similar goals, and I realized that we don't. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to take a step back. Um, I feel like I'm more aligned with Latinos Unidos. Yeah. And they see the same vision. They have the same vision that I do. And I really want to continue that with right. them. And we click really well. Right. So, so they're, like, doing things that – Latinos Unidos and mm -hmm. Mariposas. I think Mariposas started out that way, but it sounds yeah. like they're kind of going in a different direction. But they were starting out as an, a community outreach that shared culture, but through through like uh, something like a talent show or a fashion show. Yeah. But you're wanting to go a step further and do things like education, resources, right. uh, translation, things that you don't see very commonly done within the community. Right. Because... You know? Where we live right now, it's, like, historically not <clears throat> as caught up to speed as the rest of DFW. It's very you vanilla. Know? Very vanilla, yeah. Um, just to, like, give an example, this the Mansfield ISD was the one of the first schools to be ordered, federal, federally ordered to desegregate. It took them 10 years to carry it out. When was... Ten, hold on, what? Yeah. When was this? When did they... In, I want to say um, 1956, and it took them until 1965 to desegregate. Wow. Yeah. So it's only been desegregated since the mm -hmm. mid-60s. Yeah. And there was, like, this. there's a whole, like, page dedicated to, like, the history of that, and there's articles, like, old articles with pictures from the high school of these, I mean, white kids, you know, mm -hmm. trying to stop black kids from coming and they're like we don't want you in our town we don't want you in our schools and that's crazy. it's really hateful yeah but I feel like it's important to tell that story yeah <clears throat> in a place where it was very important you know like we have the this history that needs to be told yeah so because the 60s even though when you say it out loud it feels like a long time ago it was not it that was long not. ago there our parents were yeah. born in the 60s yeah exactly and it I mean they aren't 
to me to me they're not that old they're no. not they're not you know in retirement homes or anything like that they're still working yeah these are still people who are barely reaching retirement age and so to have to heal from uh one culture and establish a new one yeah like it takes a long time to figure that out it takes a long time to learn how to um, be open-minded towards other cultures you yeah. know but that's great that that you're opening up at least have people communicate uh, and and start talking about subjects like that because some people don't know their community at all. They yeah. just move into their house and that's it. They and just we have, have already house. seen resistance. Like really? there are people on the board of whatever the fuck, the city board, I don't know. I know I heard that they made comments about making changes to events and they're like, why do we need this? What it's kind of events? Fine. Like, are you, do you mean they're trying to make changes to what Latin, Latinos Unidos so, is trying to do? I know that Mariposas had like some kind of board meeting. They went to like some kind of board meeting, and one of the person involved with it um, was against the idea of bringing Latino heritage events to Why? the city because it's never needed it before. <laughs> is that really what yeah. they said? Yeah. <laughs> Can we do like a playback <laughs> where you rewind it and we just play that one phrase again? It's never been needed, needed before. before. Yeah. Why That's change things, you know? Terrible. I know. Ew. Yeah. I, I feel like um, that would make me want to do it even more. Yeah. Because you haven't needed it before because you didn't you didn't know you needed it before. Right. And like we put but on that of- first event, we did Loteria and we had You did a, what? Loteria. A Loteria night. So Loteria is kind of like, everybody calls it Mexican bingo. <laughs> oh, yes. I know Mexican bingo. Loteria. We played it with frijoles. Though. Yeah, frijoles. Mm-hmm. That's what we had. And we did a community Loteria night, and we had over 100 people show up. You had it, over 100 people show up. Yep. And, and all the businesses made well over their goals that day. So you guys had a Loteria night, and it was, like, free to the public. Completely free. It was in, like, this little, like, backyard little lot that had three businesses connecting it. Everybody, there was a DJ playing music, and then everybody was really into Loteria. We had free prizes. That's awesome. Like, little gift cards and yeah, it was a lot of fun. That's Everybody awesome. had a lot of fun. I, I remember you texted me letting me know you were going out there, and I sent the Abrenda $5 <laughs> thinking that she was playing for money, and she still got my $5. <laughs> but she'll put five on something eventually. I'll put five on red for you. Five on red, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've, I'm feeling lucky <laughs> whenever you decide to gamble. <laughs> I'll put it in that uh, solitaire. The solitaire, <laughs> solitaire cube. That's what, if you ever wonder why your tias are always on their phone, they're not texting anybody. They're playing solitaire cube. Hashtag ad, no. <laughs> solitaire no. cube if you want to sponsor us. Yeah, no, we're, we're not going into a commercial no. or a sponsor. We're not sponsored at all. We, we sponsor we're just ourselves by believing in ourselves. <laughs> My mom believes in me. (laughs) My My mom's still considering it. (laughs) Okay, so some of the things that I was reluctant to talk about because I feel like I'm always such a downer about this. It's like, what did you do for Halloween when you were a kid? I'm not going to share much about my experiences just because there were very little experiences because we grew up in such a religious household. Yeah. I can share mine. Yeah, yeah. I want to hear yours. I want to so, know what you did. I have like a very vivid memory. I was Snow White one year. 
Oh. And the only reason I have a vivid memory is because I've always been kind of like a thick girl. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, the zipper for the Snow White costume was like in the front for some reason. And I remember zipping up and or my mom zipped it up and she caught my belly in it. And it oh. hurt so bad. Oh, my God. That's a, a something about Mary moment. <laughs> it Jesus. was terrible. But um, yeah, I mean, we my parents used to take us trick or treating around the neighborhoods. Um the rich neighborhoods. Yeah. Or the neighborhoods that... the rich neighborhoods, you get the full candy Yeah, the bar. full candy bars. Mm-hmm. And we would always find houses that had, like, cool things. You know, like, house, lots of houses back... Back in the day, I don't know if people still do this, but, like, they would have actual haunted houses that you could go through in the neighborhood. Oh, what? Yeah. Okay. It was um, in Arlington, where we used to live. That's Maybe, awesome. Maybe, like, not dox ourselves. Never, but, no. <laughs> never saw that. So you could walk through a neighborhood. Yeah. And it would be just... What, like someone's garage, house or garage. Some, oh, and you yeah. could go in there and it was like a haunted house. Yeah, and That's then like I remember so creative being chased down the street by some guy with the chainsaw. My dad, he was wearing a ghost costume because we forced him to be a ghost, just Thanks, like dad. a sheet with like eyes on it. <laughs> you could see him like running through the street behind us. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been perfect. Yeah, to, I loved it. It was yeah. a lot of fun, but we always tried to do something like that. Um, when we were, when my brother was still little, we would do the the mall stuff. You know, did you ever go to that? No. So the do mall, tell. <laughs> malls in the area. I'm sure all over the country do, do it too. But they each store will give out candy, so you could just go around the mall and collect candy. What? Yeah. That's awesome. I mean, I'm I'm not surprised to hear that there were all kinds of activities. Um, I I don't want to say we never trick or treated. We did for a long time. I remember trying to squeeze into my own costumes and really it was just like wearing my mom's clothes because we were almost the same size in fifth grade and I remember you know uh I don't remember trick-or-treating that much as a kid I remember like the only reason I remember is because there's a picture of it I'm dressed as as a cheerleader really uncomfortably dressed um but a lot of what we did since we were so involved with church is like harvest festivals. Yeah. You know, hallelujah festivals. <laughs> we went with that one one year. And like outreaches are like something like a, we never did a pumpkin patch, but we would do things that were fall themed. And we would get dressed up, but every year there was a lecture. Every year there was, mm-hmm. you know, you, I've got my mom on one side telling us that it's it's a devil's holiday and that, that we don't celebrate that. We don't need to condone that. Other people say that it's the devil's birthday and things <laughs> like that. I, I remember in college, because I went to a Christian college where we did a lot of outreaches. And um, during a holiday season, we were doing this outreach at a park for several weeks. And for our holiday Theme, holiday Halloween themed uh, you know lesson or activity this older man we'll, we'll say he's un abuelito he, he was someone who liked to he really liked to speak publicly you know and and he got he, we gave him a chance to share because he was really adamant about sharing a story or sharing a word. Oh God. And he, for 30 minutes, talked to these children who were like maybe between five and 10. And he told them why we shouldn't celebrate Halloween, that it's the devil's birthday. And he went through a whole 
theory on why, you know, it's the devil's birthday. And it was not appropriately (laughs) spoken to these children, but it was enough to, when you looked at them, it was as if you told them Santa Claus wasn't real. Yeah. It's as if you told them we're going to Disneyland, but we're not going to Disneyland now because like you could see the trauma building in their eyes (laughs) you could see the disappointment and like these kids who I had just asked them what are you going to dress up as what are you going to do you know I'm hearing things like I'm going to be a piggy bank and I'm going to be a squirrel I'm going to be you know uh, a zombie or vampire or whatever and it's not my job to to tell them what what to wear you know those are great ideas I wish I was a piggy bank (laughs) for you know that's that's adorable (laughs) And when we come, came back the next week, some of the kids didn't go out trick-or-treating. Aww, they had thrown out their sad. costume because of the lesson that was taught that day. And from then on, I really questioned life. <laughs> and how I, old were you? And abuelitos, I was probably like 19. So I didn't know how to like yeah. step in and in front of a older Latino man yeah. in the middle Respect of a lesson. Yeah. Yeah. And like <clears throat> teaching these kids like completely incorrect message um so it was really hard to like backpedal from that because we were there sort of helping them out helping out this little and it's just like how do you recover from that it's like well anyway (laughs) we got some candy bags we didn't realize this was the story (laughs) if we wanted to stay in line with the story we could have had them remove the candy from the bags and just keep the bag take the bag home just an empty bag pick up trash on the way out (laughs) Because it was, like, at this public park. So it's just, like, on your way to the van, pick up some trash. (laughs) The van. Happy happy birthday, Satan. (laughs) I feel terrible. Uh, Yeah, but, no, I I do remember dressing up um, sometimes. It wasn't until I started getting older that I really started getting involved. To this day, you know, there's disagreements because my views have changed, my beliefs have changed, and never in my life did I ever feel like Halloween was a bad holiday I think that it's always been such a way to creatively express yourself or yeah. to put yourself into uh, a character, some something or someone, you know, that you uh, are fond of. And I like that. Like, I like acting. I like pretending. I like turning into a different thing or a different person outside of myself. That's yeah. fun to me. And you can't do that as much when you're an adult. I remember <laughs> trying to trick, trick or treat like when I was 14 and it's just, you know, you feel it. Society makes you feel it. You, they shame you for training at 14. The advantage I had is my brother was four years younger. So I always had the You would just hold like, his hand? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> always had like, the excuse. Like I'm my little brother. Yeah, you know? he's like a service dog yeah. letting, <laughs> being led into a, a yeah. grocery store. Yeah, yeah. I remember, so my mom had um, a little, she had a little convenience yeah. store for a little while for yeah. a very short time I really I feel like it could have been really successful um but I think that she just wasn't ready to juggle the responsibilities of a yeah. business owner you should bring it up now I feel like now would be a great um uh, you know it would be a great idea to bring it up to her if she were to like live in this area yeah but where she's at right now she lives in Grapevine she she is like uh in a weird position because she's she's got her real estate is in a in a position where the city is wanting to buy it out from her. 
Mm. And so I don't know. Maybe, maybe after that, if she decides to sell her Great house. Grapevine wants to buy it? They want to buy her Because they house. want to develop on that They land. want to put uh, commercial real estate on there, turn it into businesses, because she's, she's on a very busy yeah. road. Yeah. I'm trying not to reveal, like, where my mom lives. But, <laughs> <laughs> but she lives it's on like a very... It's like historic Grapevine. It's a very, so. yeah, it's a historic area in Grapevine that is really expanding. Mm-hmm. And the buildings are just getting bigger and bigger. It is not... The great tell her you talk to a lawyer before she does anything. And that's what I told her. Exactly. Yeah. I said, talk to me at least. Tell me what's yeah. going on. Because if I find out you sold the house for like, you know, pennies, yeah. I, I'll have something to say. Yeah. So so I, the reason I bring it up is because I wanted to talk about like candy. Yeah. And talk about how, how long it took me to really appreciate, you know, Latino made candy. Yeah. Because a lot of it... Lots of people say the same thing. Yeah. And well, there's mm-hmm. so much of it too. Yeah. And it's so crazy because growing up Americanized, mm-hmm. you honestly, as a kid, you only think that this candy, Hershey's, Skittles, <laughs> M&M's, like those are the candies of the world. There are mm-hmm. no other candies that exist except for the ones that are at the impulse aisle at, you know, CVS or whatever. <laughs> And then whenever, the first time I went to El Salvador with my mom, I remember getting candy, or they gave me a bunch of candy, and I couldn't eat any of it, because it was just such a foreign flavor. It didn't register that this was candy. This mm-hmm. felt like, you know, what... What kind of candy did they have there? Um, They had a lot of stuff that was flavored like tamarindo. Okay, yeah. Uh, a lot of stuff flavored like coconut. Mm. Um, the... What is it? The There was... I don't remember what it's called, but it was a chocolate-covered marshmallow. Oh, not yeah. not the gancitos. No. It was a different one. Payasitos or something like Paleta that. Paleta payaso? Might have been that. But it, it, so it was very foreign to me. The textures were different. Yeah. The the sugar was different. All of it was yeah. different. But now The chocolate I have, tastes different there. I have like two giant-ass bags of uh, hard candy tamarindo. And on the inside of it, it's got like a gooey tamarindo, the which chamoy, is really yeah. good. So if you ever, I'm going to bring some to you next time I come. Yeah. Because it is a lifesaver when you have cotton mouth. <laughs> like if we're, when. Because we, it's so sour. It it's so sour. It makes you, it makes your mouth <laughs> salivate and it rescues you in that moment. It finds just like the bottom of the, of a keg where you're like. <laughs> Pumping to get the last drops. The foam. Here you get a little bit of foam, whatever, I'll drink the foam. But that's what the tamarindo candy does. And that's the kind of candy your Tia Stephanie is going to give away for Halloween. Oh, that's fine. If anybody decides to go to my third floor apartment I in this obscure building. I didn't think about that. I've never thought of doing that for uh, Halloween. Giving candy for Mexican Halloween? candy, no. Oh. <laughs> Girl, that's like the first thing I picture okay, whenever I have a year. house is like wanting to have candy that like latino like cultural candy i'm doing it this year you've inspired me they're gonna be like why is this spice i know right (laughs) why is this this is old people candy old people (laughs) like that bob's burger episode (laughs) (laughs) i was just about to say that yeah that's what we're gonna be we're gonna be the bob's the bob of the the um oh my god the the thea giving away the obscure hard candy and they're never going to be able to find it anywhere and so they're going to come straight to you every single (laughs) halloween trying to get more of that sour weird brown boo-boo looking candy but it tastes delicious our traditions 
were more based on, you know, religious views. Right. And um, over time, I've just really been more open-minded to seeing how other people celebrate. Yeah. And when I was a kid, I asked, you know, my family in El Salvador, like, how, what do y'all do during Halloween? I didn't even know if they did yeah. have a Halloween. They're like, no, we, we don't. We don't do anything, you know. It's very similar how they celebrate to Dia de los Muertos, but they don't actually have a Halloween. So I remember a cousin of ours was staying with us from El Salvador, and we explained to her the concept of Halloween, how everybody gets dressed up, you yeah. go out, they uh, knock on strangers' doors, and they <laughs> give you candy. And her eyes were so sparkly and big. <laughs> She's like, oh, yo quiero ir tricotrín. <laughs> She's like, yo quiero ir, te están regalando. Do they give money? Do they give, they give, they give candy? She's like, that I just actually sounds like a dream. did go to a few houses that gave, like, a dollar in those little, like, pumpkin-shaped little eggs. Do you I know what I'm talking about? Where's that You know, house? like, the plastic eggs for, for um, Easter? Oh. It was, like, a pumpkin shape. That's cute. And they put, like, money in there, like, coins and... <laughs> That's adorable. <laughs> I mean, that's that's a really great way to get all the kids to come to your house. Yeah, yeah. It's just like you never know if you're going to be the kid who gets the dollar or right. quarter. <laughs> so, um, for, so for us, we didn't have a lot of traditions. Mm-hmm. It was just like what we could get away with. <laughs> yeah. If we wanted to do anything outside of, you know, the, the bubble that was the Hallelujah <laughs> Festival. <laughs> What did the you harvest guys do? Fest. Um, I, I know you so, are big on Dia de los Muertos. Yeah, Dia de Muertos is um, making the altar is probably one of my favorite things to what do is now. That? Um, so it involves setting up like little risers and like your papel picado, which is like is. tissue paper. So imagine, you know, a molcajete, mm-hmm. a mortar and pestle. So it, imagine, I know what it is, but you have to explain it in case someone doesn't under, yeah, know what it is. Yeah, imagine a mortar and pestle. A what? And like a mortar and pestle of morcajete. Oh, you but, have to explain what that is. Yeah. A, a, no, okay. people know what a mortar, mortar, mortar and pestle is. Does this fool know who it yeah, is? Yeah. Josh? Knows. He knows know what morcajete is. Yeah. Okay. Okay. But imagine that, but it's like more flat and big. And then they take tissue paper that is kind of like the edges are scalloped. And they put it on top of the stone. And they take like chiseling tools and like hammer out the tissue into like a design oh wow and it's usually like catrinas or it's events of dia de muertos so Mm -hmm. like the dead celebrating playing um like at a party or like dancing playing music or like hitting a piñata kids hitting a Mm piñata because the whole point of dia de muertos is that there is an afterlife where you go and you celebrate and Mm -hmm. you just that's where you you hang out right Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) but dia de los muertos is Primarily a Mexican tradition. Yeah, but Mexican in I think there ca- are other Catholicism, or is it like you know uh, a cultural thing? Because I've always understood it to be more uh, Catholic, just because you do see like a lot of rosary beads, you do see people lighting candles. To be and honest, like that. I don't know. It's worth <laughs> looking into. I feel like, especially. Do you want me to look into it now so I can n- give you an answer? Not right now, right away. But I think if yes, you can look into it. But. Um, I feel like because this is a two-part episode, okay. at least presenting the ideas, we can post some resources, the resources that we're going to look into, yeah. so other people can look at it too. But I feel like understanding like the concept mm-hmm. of Dia de los Muertos to celebrating the concept that there is life after death. Mm-hmm. And I've always understood it as celebrating the memories of 
past love that too which i mean they both kind of go hand in hand together but um when i first learned about it it was such a you know all the spookiness aside it was such a beautiful thing to give people to celebrate and people just really really get into it yeah and i like the altar now sorry i'm just surprised that it's not become like how is it not up there with Cinco de Mayo? I know. And, you know, all these Americanized Latino holidays. Yeah. <laughs> but would you really want that? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I don't mind. I know that. <clears throat> so the altar, you set it up with pictures of your loved ones that have passed away, friends, family, pets, and you like candles, marigolds are like essential too. And then you decorate your altar with toys or the little um, sugar skulls and with their favorite dishes or like different things about them. So I found, for example, my grandmother on my mom's side, she would wear this perfume and my mom found a bottle of it in Mexico this last time she went and she brought me that bottle of perfume. Oh, that must have been so nostalgic. Yeah. And when I asked my mom to bring it, she, she didn't even, I thought it was something else. And when she brought it, she was like, it's really weird that you asked me to bring this because this is the exact same perfume my mom would wear. And wow. I was just like, "That what a coincidence. It's like so meant to be. So she didn't know? No. She wow. opened it to smell it. And she was like, it is this exact perfume. And the bottle has like a very distinct lime green cap. Mm-hmm. And she said she remembers it from her childhood. Wow. Yeah. That's crazy. It's I know. Like your grandmother took her there. I know. And told her to open up her nostrils. <laughs> It was really weird. So now I set that on the altar, you know, That's just awesome. little reminders. And so I'm going to brag on you a little bit because oh I just God. love. No, I just say <laughs> about your altar. And Brenda's got, and your Tia Brenda has this beautiful uh, setup. And, and it's right in front of her fireplace, which mm-hmm. they don't really use their fireplace. But this is a really great way to make it unique to how you want to use it. And she's turned it into her altar which sits year-round yeah but it becomes active around this time of year right and i i think that you put it in a position where you can't miss it it's literally (laughs) next to you know your front door and it opens up a avenue of conversation yeah and um it's fascinating i think it's beautiful um you know i I haven't experienced losing a loved one yet. You know, mm-hmm. I'm, I haven't gone through that milestone yet. But that is something that I look forward to incorporating in some way, you know, yeah, uh, in, in my own way, you know. Yeah. And I think it's a, it's not so much just good or bad. It's It's more of like how people process coming to peace with mm-hmm. or making peace with their grief. And I'm absolutely open. If you want to make your own altar, I would help you. I mean, you don't have to be Mexican to have an altar. You it's... don't. And you're right. And I learned, I'm not going to go into it, but as I was kind of going down a rabbit <laughs> hole of Dia de los Muertos in El Salvador. Now, I am I am not from El Salvador. I was born here. I was, I was the first baby my mom decided to have <laughs> after she crossed the border. Okay? Because yeah, she was same here. Same yeah (laughs) so um we're we're quote unquote anchor babies um and i don't come at us yeah (laughs) that's why i had to put in quote unquote emphasize the quote unquote (laughs) um but i came across this um celebration called festival de la i'm gonna i'm so sorry if i say this wrong (laughs) calaviusa calaviusa 
which is very similar to it, it's kind of just like a, a, a little bit more niche down version of Dia de los Muertos. <laughs> Uh, Dia de los Muertos is very elaborate. You know, you've got an entire country that celebrates it. Yeah. This is a little bit uh, more centralized to El Salvador's cultures um, before the Spanish came and instilled their culture. So it's it's called, uh, let me try it again, Festival de la Calaviusa. Calaviusa. I have to say it like a million times before I get it. <laughs> I couldn't say, I think we talked about this before, how I couldn't say words like yeah. gasolineria. It took years for me to get to. But basically, they do the same thing. They get dressed up. Um, they have a parade. They uh, play music for their lo uh, past loved ones, and they'll, they'll feast and things like that. But they're more specific on, like, dressing as the characters from legends and stories and, like, that's uh, so cool. Yeah, like uh, deities from, you know, from cultures before they yeah. were, you know, wiped out. And I think it's cool. It's like it, I, What I read is that there was a lapse of time between the 80s and the 90s from the Salvadorian Civil War where nobody celebrated it because I don't know if it was like because people couldn't afford to or because there was, it wasn't safe to have like a whole parade yeah, uh, or because that many people were dying. Cause, yeah. And we'll talk about it one day soon, I feel like, but there's such a sad history there and this seems to be coming back up on the rise in the culture because A, they're saying that they want to not celebrate Halloween specifically because they don't do what we do with trick-or-treating and focusing more on kids. Right. They do it a little bit more on celebrating culture and celebrating uh, past, you know, the lives of past loved ones. Right. Um, but it's so important to do something to keep that culture alive. Yeah. Because there's so, there's so many things we can learn from that. There's so many things that we... Uh, don't even realize we haven't tapped into within ourselves you know right. like when I, I when I lo look at myself I'm like dang girl like you've got your uh, you know t-shirt from Ross and you know your makeup <laughs> from Walgreens like there's just nothing here that says culture on you right now no stop I know and I do I stop myself and I'm like no like I'm I'm I start thinking about like sort of uh, fantasizing the idea yeah. of living in those times, being a part of that culture. How would I have contributed? How could it have affected me? And it it makes me want to pursue that knowledge of history yeah. or that that part of history. And this is part of it, you know. Like this this festival is specific to this small portion of El Salvador, but at one point it was a big thing. It was a big deal, right. you know. And um, I don't think it's it really celebrates fear as much as it celebrates love. Yeah. And you don't see that. So I'm excited about <laughs> I am excited about like you like like seeing your fireplace all lit up and so you have to take a picture. I hate to bring it to you, but this year we're not doing the fireplace. Right. We're doing it on the piano because oh, yeah. of the puppy. <laughs> oh, okay. So yeah. it's gonna be a smaller one, less, you know. I'll try to make a dead bird. I don't know if I'll have time. Pan de Muerto. So Pan de Muerto is specific to Dia de Muertos, and it's a bread, a uh, yeast bread, that has, like, two bones decorated on top, and it's covered in 
orange blossom sugar water. Mm-hmm. It's really good. It's one of my favorite desserts. You made They're it last year, breads. right? I made it a couple years ago, yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah, and it came out so good. But um, yeah, I want to make it again. And it was so easy. But you leave it on your altar as an offering. And I like the idea of like, for me, like my family at, at this point, like now that we're all kind of grown, we've all kind of gone into our own separate way of life. Right. And our traditions, we don't really have any traditions. I wouldn't be able to present <laughs> an altar and, you know, uh, anything, anything that would make them think of Dia de los Muertos or, you know, the Festival of Salvador. They're not going to be on board with that. But the idea of like sharing stories or sharing history or something like that, I, I really want to do that. I try to do it during the holidays, like Christmas time, Christmas time and Thanksgiving. But uh, I feel like this is another opportunity where, you know, our family can sort of find some sort of tradition that works yeah. for us. And something that bonds you. Yeah, yeah. I would love to be able to do that. And, yeah. you know, my brother and sister who were born there, like, I love to give them a hard time. Like, where <laughs> I tell them, you know, if you don't stop acting that way, I'm going to tell CPS. Or, what was CPS? <laughs> I'm going to tell ICE. ICE exactly where you're at. You know, I say shit like that to them all the time. And they laugh it <laughs> off, whatever. And I also tell them that I speak better Spanish than they do. And they love to hate that. <laughs> but um, I, I, I like finding ways to sort of instill culture. Because, like, you know, we've got, I've got nieces and nephews. I'm yeah. not just the Stephanie because I'm just proclaiming myself. Yeah, as I know. Yeah, me too. I have nieces and nephews, but I, I don't feel that we have a strong enough tradition in our family as right. a family. Um, and I, I am always trying to find ways to, to do that, actively do that in my family. So I may not be able to trick or treat because... I'm just bored when I take, you know, because it's like five adults and like two kids. It's just, I just sit in the car. You're just walking. Yeah. I'm just walking. In the car. You follow them in the car. You hear that person. I bring a flask of wine with me. We um, sit on the driveway and we give out beer to the adults. Do you really? That's brilliant. Yeah. And they take it and they love it. Yeah. That's a great way to... Uh, what, we mean, just ask that they recycle. And they're like, yeah, we got you. <laughs> That's awesome. That's yep. a great idea. You guys really <laughs> go... You guys really make an effort to have fun on these holidays. <laughs> I've had a cloud I mean, of fear We have them. to, you know? Like, we just moved into the house during the pandemic. So it was kind of like our way of mingling with people yeah letting them know that you're not here to yeah invade their land that too yeah i'm raising uh, my invade. eyebrows right now <laughs> when i'm raising I'm not, my eyebrows really that high. kind of mexican oh, no. okay <laughs> that's awesome and i think that you know along the way you're so like, well spoken who? where are you what's your background you're so articulate for <laughs> so a brown person where did you go to school did your nanny teach you that? Your nanny. No. So I'm a big lover of children's books, like illustrated <laughs> children's books. Okay, I wasn't sure where that was going. Uh, <laughs> uh, like just, and I remember I, I talked about how I would, you know, stay in the in the book aisle and. You my, should write a children's book. Oh, we I plan talked. on okay. it. Okay, I've I've already got an idea written out, and I'll help you. Yeah, and because the thing is, I, I 
I was a huge, huge fan of, you know, uh, Goosebumps and uh, Scary Stories to Tell uh, yeah. uh, uh, tell in the Dark. Don't we, Be Afraid of the Dark. Don't Be Afraid of the Dark was a great show. Yeah. And there hasn't been another one like it. And so yeah. just like kids horror is so much fun because mm-hmm. as an adult, it's like, uh, and we'll go, we'll talk more about like movies and entertainment in just a little bit. But the reason I bring up specific, specifically children's horror stories or horror books um, is because I realize like there aren't a whole lot of children's books that are Halloween themed or the other los muertos themed mm-hmm. to tell these stories or tell stories of legends that are meant to scare you. Yeah. And and telling those stories like in a way that where you could you know like at a campfire you're telling scary stories. <laughs> There's not that many of them that are actually written out in in like a book story or like poetic. a kid friendly way. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, everything that you find the reason I know the stories that I do of El Cipitio, La Ciguanaba, is because I've been told the stories. But I don't, I've never had them in writing in front of me and, or illustrated in front of me. And there are things like it, but I, not for kids. And so the idea of trying to make this something that would be just on the cusp of scary, but not too scary for kids, the same way that Goosebumps was scary, the same way that Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark was. It would be so much fun to be able to retell those stories in a kid form yeah. where it's like fun, you know? Yeah. Um, and I recently, right, I recently came across this non-profit organization. It's in New Mexico. It's called the National Hispanic Cultural Center. And they are doing this uh, story time. It's like a, a Halloween-themed story time. And they'll be doing some sort of uh, bilingual story about, uh, the story is called Tia con la Tortilla. So I came across this nonprofit organization uh, national called National Hispanic Cultural Center. And they're doing this uh, event for children to teach them, you know, or tell them stories, bilingual stories of yeah. uh, our culture. And they're specifically doing a story called Tia with the Tortilla. And I don't know if that's supposed to be just the English version of Tia de, con la Tortilla. <laughs> I don't know. But I figured since we're both Tias and this whole show <laughs> emphasizes that we're, we're Tias and we, we offer the chicle to, you know, to get your brains going, to keep you busy for just a little bit. This is such an interesting thing. They're an, they're doing this October 18th for kids 3 to 5 um, and 3 to 5 and their caregivers. They're telling a story called Tia with the Tortilla. Children and caregivers will have the chance to explore the story by acting out the characters. So cute. Dancing and I don't know if you know what this is. La Varsoviana do you know what that is? No. La Varsoviana? I've never heard of it either. And making a tortilla mask. <laughs> that is cute. fucking adorable. Three to five-year-olds <laughs> wearing tortilla masks after reading Tia with the tortilla. And I don't know if they're doing it in English or Spanish, but I feel like this is such an interesting way. It's saying it's an eerie story. So I don't know. Maybe somebody... 
maybe somebody wrote it specific for this, but I yeah. want to I want to see if we can track down the story. Yeah, I want to see if maybe investigative investigate. No. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. We're gonna be journalists <laughs> just for this small little portion of our lives. Um, but to again brag on you, I think that this is something that you're really good at. I yeah. think you're really good at researching, finding you know resources or like connecting. Um, I think that this is something where. If we could find the person. Yeah. Who, I'll look into it and we'll try to get something going. Yeah. Because yeah. it almost sounds like because I looked at I looked everywhere I could for Tia with the tortilla because I was eager to see what this was about because <laughs> it sounds adorable. Maybe it's like a play or something. I like think mini... somebody I think somebody local wrote it. Maybe. Yeah. But it, even if that's the case, like I want to hear from that person. Yeah. And I want to hear the story. How they came up with it. That'd and be cool. Yeah. To see all these kids uh, dancing to whatever la Varsoviana is. I need yeah. to know what this is. <laughs> I think this would be a really good way to um, help Latinos Unidos grow too. Yeah. I mean, they, we are doing a um, Dia de Muertos event and we're having like a kid zone and it's going to end with a kid's bilingual story time. So what I think kind that'd of story? Great. Like a... We don't know yet. So that's... But maybe. is it is it a Halloween themed event or I is think, it just a oh a, yeah it's the other Martos themed event okay that's cool so it it would fit so you're not just gonna like play Coco for them and have them sit no, for an hour and a half and no. not actually con- communicate I think with them I want to say the idea we had was to go over why we're doing the other Martos but mm-hmm. I feel like doing that towards kids is maybe too complicated too complex mm-hmm. you know? I feel like as long as you instead of telling them what it is make them you know get their hands involved in making yeah. something and be like, the reason we're making this is blah, 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 you know, or we're going to dress up like this. And the reason we're dressing up like this is blah, 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 you know? Yeah. I, don't, I say blah, blah, blah. You have yeah. to fill in the blank. <laughs> <laughs> but I feel like it's a good way to tell them, you know, and they'll grasp it. If yeah. they experience it, they'll grasp it. That's why I was. I want to print out, like, little skull, like, coloring pages and have them decorate their own little sugar skull, you know? Oh, you're going to have parents uncomfortable, but do it. You think so? If if there's parents like my mom, coloring a skull might make them nervous. I I don't know. I I mean, we are marketing it as a Dia de Muertos event, so it's like... That's true. You're right. So they better be fucking ready for a little bit of... Uh, I'll probably print esqueletos. out taco lanterns, you know, just in case to have them ready. More like traditional Americanized Halloween. What? But you should. I feel like you shouldn't have to do that though, because you you made that's a really so good either. point. If they come there and they know it's Dia de los Muertos, and but it is a public space and it is like restaurants that are open like normally. Mm-hmm. So there, I'm sure there will be people who are going there who didn't know there were there was an event happening. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'll, I'll talk with the girls about it. Yeah. I think <laughs> you that, bring up a good point, though. Yeah. But I mean, it's Dia de los Muertos. This is part of the aesthetic. This is part of the the tradition is the skulls have a yeah. have a story, a meaning, a positive yeah. meaning behind it. You know, and a lot of people look at it and like it's, there's nothing scary. Or I guess that's the whole point. Right. Is that there's nothing scary about death. It's not like death isn't like going to come get you you know mm-hmm. like because you're celebrating the other one those is not that doesn't work like that it doesn't activate <laughs> yeah the Activ- forces of evil to come against activate. you that night to right. swallow you up into the earth that's how i felt <laughs> for a long time poor child <laughs> yeah that's why that's why i'm going bald these days <laughs> and have no so uh, speaking about stories do you want to go into like Oh, our man. legends, leyendas. 
So I don't know if, you know, we have enough time to like go through an entire story or, you know, maybe we do. I don't know. But we can definitely, I think we need to talk about what stories are out there. What stories do you remember? So I know my parents would always use La Llorona. Okay. <laughs> so like go to sleep for La Llorona is going to yeah, everybody has or their... Robachicos. <laughs> El cucuy. El cucuy. Yeah. I mean, that's what... I think every kid knows of the boogeyman. Yeah. El cucuy, la llorona. They know of them, but they don't know the full story. <laughs> yeah. And so what would be really fun is if we edited an episode where we tell the story um, <laughs> or have someone tell the story, like... Even if it's, like, let's say, dramatized. Like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> With like a music playing in the background and make it like a very dramatic, theatrical little story time. You're, you're reminding me of um, Snap Judgment. The what is spooky, that? The spooked version. I don't know. What's Snap the... Judgment is a podcast. Oh. I love it. And it's like stories told to beats, like a beat of a music, you know. Uh, yeah. It's called, they like the tagline is stories with the beat. Wow, I've never heard of <laughs> and that. And they have Spooked. So it's Spooked presented by Snap Judgment is like their Halloween series. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah, I've never heard of that before. There's a really good one. I don't about... know if it would come out that good if we did that, by the way. <laughs> so please don't set the standards so high. <laughs> There's a really good one about um, dogs and like animals and their spirit. And it made me cry. But <laughs> Of course. Anything involving. I know. I know. <laughs> I'm gonna. That's so, all I'm gonna say. For those Let's of quickly you, move on. For those of you who may know, may or may not know, but we did try to make an episode about our pets and like talking about resources, and we ended up scrapping it because it ended up being too somber. Way too somber. Because I recently lost a pet, and then Stephanie has an elderly dog with health issues. Yeah, with and health issues, and it just it's too much. Yeah. So we're gonna <laughs> move on from that. Too much. Well, I think we'll eventually come to a yeah, point. Again, we're not in this emotional state. We don't want to make it too somber too fast. Right. I think we'll eventually work up to a point where we can have a, an episode where we're vulnerable yeah. and um, a little bit more emotional. But I I don't want to be seen as la tía que siempre anda chiando yeah. over something. I am already that. Oh, yeah. I, we, we are that, yeah. but we just, we, we hide it. We wait till we, we get home or wait in the car. We're in the car crying silently until someone else comes up to us. How are you doing? <laughs> that sets it all off. I'm okay. How are you? I'm okay. Are you okay? You want chicle? No quieres un chicle? I would like some. But yeah, but I, for me, La Llorona was... I remember arguing with Mexican kids because I didn't know about La Llorona. <laughs> arguing thought, about what? I thought that they were talking, I thought that they were telling a great value version of La Ciguanaba. Oh. And so there was a lot of like, nah, -ah, no, no, La Llorona no existe. <laughs> and they'll be like, sí, Estupid. Estupid. <laughs> and I don't know why I said it in Spanish. I didn't say it in Spanish. <laughs> These fuckers were talking about La Llorona and making me feel like I was crazy. Like, did I hear about La Llorona? <laughs> did I make that up? And it was because I was the only Salvadorian, and, you know, besides my relatives <laughs> in this little small town. But um, 
as I got older, I, you know, obviously I realized that this this is our version of it. Right. But there's other, you know, El Cipitio. The other one was, um, the one I haven't heard of is El Tabudo, which uh, El Tabudo, I didn't even know what it meant. It's also known as the man with big knees. <laughs> give us, give us like the Cliff's Notes version of these. Things. Um, so according to, I'm reading this off of. It's a very small little yeah. uh, explanation. I'm reading this off of a website called Astadventures, Astadventures.com. I, I guess it's got a little breakdown of like the synopsis of these stories. But this one says El Tabudo, a popular tale among fishermen. El Tabudo is also known as the man with big knees. According to legend, he was once a wealthy fisherman who was, a, who was one day taken by the sea and eventually reappeared as something more fish than man. This just sounds smelly. It doesn't <laughs> sound scary to me. Uh, his signature being his large, knobby knees. Okay. He now <laughs> awaits all visitors to lakes and lagoons, appearing to people as a humble fisherman in order to win over their trust and confidence so that he can lure them out to the middle of the lake. Once he gets his victims where he wants them, he reveals his true appearance and turns the men into large, colorful fish and transforms the women into sirens of the sea. El Salvador is full of delicious fish, so beware of the man with big knees the next time you go out to catch your meal. <laughs> Are people still doing that? <laughs> people still going out to sea to get food? I mean, some people, yeah. Okay. This is such a silly character. The other one that I know of is, um, I felt like there was a third one, but I might be I might be wrong. It could just be those two. But I noticed that a lot of these stories, and I don't know much about La Llorona, but I noticed a lot of these stories involve death by water. Yeah. <laughs> so La Llorona is, she's just like this woman who drowned her kids, and she can be heard roaming the streets saying I miss hijos or wailing I miss hijos and if you hear her even though she drowned them herself yeah (laughs) she like immediately regretted it and realized Um, what she did out of jealousy over the loss of her own children she kills other women's children (laughs) salty ass women (laughs) damn (laughs) very dark I never saw the movie. Did you see it? I saw one of them, the bad one. <laughs> okay. So there's a good one out there. There is a good one out there. I don't know which one is which. I... Ojos en color celeste. And the other one is El Robochitos. I should have been in a mariachi. I really wish I had grown up to do mariachi instead of call center work. <laughs> I would have been much more successful. You think? No dejaré de quererte. Cutting all of this. Cutting all of this out. Why? Because people will think that I have an album and try to search me and take attention from you. Exactly. And your beautiful altar. <laughs> no, I demand. What's your favorite Halloween candy? My teeth hurt when I eat sugar. <laughs> so it's like really hard to answer that. Anything okay. chocolate. Anything chocolate anything these chocolate. days. Yeah. Oh my God. I I get so obsessed with chocolate. Mm. I'll have moments where uh, I'll have a week or two where I want to eat a piece of chocolate like every night before bed. <laughs> 
which gives me nightmares, but I do it anyway. <laughs> so I like sour candies. Love really? Sour like candy. gummies? It could be gummies or it could be hard candy, sour candy. Yeah, Santos, yeah. Uh, my boyfriend, is uh, But I'm also, I, I kind of like gummies. everything. I mean, I don't discriminate. So. <laughs> we don't hate around here. No. <laughs> <laughs> what was that? We don't hate around here. <laughs> trying to make you look younger. <laughs> All right. My, so that's, uh, I yeah. guess that's the end. Um, so looking forward to this October to really, really be able to process and uh, take in this spooky season mm-hmm. in a different way, yeah. in a more meaningful way, which I've never done before. It's always been about partying. It's always been about, <laughs> you know, dressing up and um, making it a really good time, but also the more we talk about it, it makes me want to make it more of a sentimental time. Yeah. And that to me is like nuts that more people don't grasp that idea. Cause it's maybe like, we nice. should watch the other La Llorona, like all the, the all the like Leyenda movies, you know, mm. like the Latino based movies or Los if anybody knows where I can watch an hour and 30 minute <laughs> okay. movie of El Cipitio or the Navi Neiman. We'll the 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 Nami knee man I, I don't have his name pulled up anymore but a whole horror movie about big ass knees yeah no I'm looking forward to this season I'm excited now that you've got these ideas to give out your candies you're gonna have stories to tell I'm sure of kids who are probably grossed out by this weird ass candy you're gonna give them and that is such a treat for me that you're tricking the kids I love it so um for now, this is going to be just the part one. Yeah. We have a part two of this where we're going to focus a little bit more on the Halloween aspect, right? Because we both more are spooky stuff. more yeah. spooky stuff. The actual um, uh, thrills and adrenaline jolts and things like that. Um, that's that's what I'd like to focus on next time. But this time, I'm really enjoying how we're getting into more of the cultural aspect. And this is perfect timing because you're, you've just joined Latinos Unidos. If you mm-hmm. guys are interested in learning more about them, uh, where can they go learn we about you? Facebook page. Okay. And yeah. you, they just need to look up Latinos Unidos. Unidos and it's a, a community uh, in uh, south of Arlington, yep. Mansfield, Mansfield, right? Man- mm-hmm. But you kind of service Arlington as well a little bit, don't you? Yeah. I mean, anybody in the area, Grand Prairie, Arlington, Waxahachie. Yeah. Yeah. But I think whether you're in the community or not in the community, I think if you're Latino and you want to support the cause, if you're not Latino and want to support the cause somehow, yeah. um, they're not asking for any kind of monetary donations. No. But if you have ideas or resources, yeah. I think that would be a really good idea. You know, Anybody who would like to donate their time or... Or get involved with the events. Get involved with the events. Yeah, just, just let attend us know. Them. Yeah, just attending. Latinos we meetings. need a face painter. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you won't get paid you'll get paid in mexican candy maybe (laughs) (laughs) anyway all right this is your tia stephanie and your tia brenda and we're signing (laughs) off enjoy your chicle ciao salud (laughs) 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 (laughs)